everybody. Welcome to the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm Matt Michaels with Sin City Steve, Rob Bolsillery, and Captain America, John, the honorary bad boy. Uh, today, we're going to do a three count here. Uh, looking forward to 2024 and the state AEW will be in in the new year. Um, so let's get to count number one. The first question is, what needs to be addressed as the problems AEW have that actually need to be fixed? I'm going to start, of course, with Sin City Steve uh, to uh, tell us a little bit of what the fixing needs to be in 2024. All right. So the fact is there are quite a few areas of opportunity, if you will, for AEW in 2024. I'm going to focus on the elephant in the room um, and something that we've called out numerous times over the years on this show. And it's not just our show. Everybody's talking about it. The AEW women's division. Um, I, I think where you start with this, very simple. Athena needs to drop that, that ring of honor women's mm -hmm. championship as soon as possible and get on AEW TV weekly. She has been the best part of the relaunch ring of honor. Um, Phenomenal. I, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. She's in quite frankly, she's doing better character work in a promotion that is getting absolutely no visibility mm -hmm. than what she did during her entire time in WWE. She's kind uh, of to ring of honor. What Bailey is to SmackDown. She's putting over yeah, all the other women and lifting them up. Absolutely. Um, I think that she, as well as a recently medically cleared Thunder Rosa um, and Serena Deeb, could breathe some mm -hmm. some life back into that mm -hmm. women's division, um, along with the pending return of Jamie Hayter, who was on fucking yes. fire right before her injury uh, that completely derailed her 2023. Um, also, Tony Storm. <laughs> there you go. Um, Tony Storm is doing her best character work of her entire career right now. No questions asked on that. Um, there are several things that are, you know, that have promise for 2024. Um, you've got Julia Hart who had an amazing 2023 and now aligning with sky blue. Um, I, I think that things could be interesting there if they go a certain route. Um, but oh, well, if they go that route, it's going to be amazing. I mean, nonetheless, you might get me off um, this Jade Cargill kick of those two. Hey, All I'm the just saying, news. right? Two nines make an 18. Hello. Um, but uh, which, of course, which between them, those two make what about 36 because they're both uh, right around 19, 18. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, um, man. Right, hey, hey, man. The, hey, right, right in the prime demo. Hey, that's in Ric Flair's demo. Yeah. That's what I like about wrestling. I keep getting older and the women stay the same. The same age. Jeez. Woo. All I right, mean, all right, all right. Above all else, I you know, there definitely just needs to be more than one women's match or segment on each show. Yeah. So that they can build some fucking characters in that division. I I realize that there's a bloated roster, but yeah, you've got the time. Use it more efficiently. Steve, don't mention bloated with the women's division. Okay, so Rob, what do you see? What do you see? Stop. Here's here's AEW. my here's my problem with AEW. Right now, they're doing the Continental Classic, and it's almost been like a reset button. 
Good. But when we come out of this now, are we going to go back to status quo, which is we're going to start a storyline and we're going to establish that the protagonist, the you know, the heel versus the baby face are going to fight. And then either the heel or the baby face are going to disappear for three weeks. And one of the two main guys in the story is going to wrestle five fucking jobbers. And then we'll get back to the story a month down the road. My always complaint of WWE was they keep doing the same thing every week. Raw mm. is predictable. Every week it's the same match we saw the week before. They might switch it up once every four, you know, every other month. They'll finally do something new. AEW doesn't do anything. They'll do, okay, so we're going to have, uh, all right, I got it. We're going to have Bullet Club Gold go after MJF. And then in the meantime, Bullet Club Gold is going to wrestle the fucking Iron Horseman or some shit. You're like, the iron workhorses or whatever the fuck. And you're going, who are right. these people? I don't care. If you're going to do a storyline, follow the storyline through. If you're going to have CJ Perry manage Andrade Al Idolo, minus her freaking infected finger leading up to that, that was the only legitimate excuse. They put that on the show for three weeks. We have to have consistent storytelling, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to do a vignette and it doesn't land, the vignette with, with Adam Cold and, and and Roderick Strong did not hit. We didn't get to hear it. We're like, all right, we got the gist of what they were going yeah. for. And instead, they played the whole thing all over again. This was like that bad fireworks show they tried to do that one time. We get it. It was funny. He made Adam Cole do, law, you know, do the lawn with a bum leg while the other guys played with a stuffed giraffe. Great. I got the gist of it. I didn't need to hear the audio with it. All right. They should have just said, go to AEW.com and we'll, we'll, you know, you can upload. That was it. We didn't need to see the whole thing. You canceled out a match for that. They need to be consistent with their storytelling. If you don't want guys to get injured in the ring because they're overworked, I get that. But then have it be somebody in that other guy's faction or one of his friends. WWE knows how to do this. They'll go, Roman Reigns will go, okay, Jimmy, get in there and fight him. All right. We pushed the story along. You didn't get overworked in the ring. So I don't have to worry about you getting hurt. And the story moved forward. Um, And if we're going to have 90,000 goddamn belts, all right, I didn't like there being a TNA TBS belt. I thought that was kind of unoriginal. But then now we have a continental belt. Okay, but what was the international belt? They sound exactly the same. Mm -hmm. WWE has. Wait, 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 Rob, Rob. You're missing the AAA belt that was defended on the ROH pay-per-view. I know. And and this is the other thing. If it's it, why are there two three-man tag belts? We haven't seen the acclaimed in forever mm. today. The Ring of Honor belts, those guys sit in the back. Did you see that? The three of them are dressed in ring attire, but they're in the back. And I get it. All of the programming is shot pretty much on dynamite and they, they divvy it up. But let me just say I'm a mark for a second. And I want to suspend my disbelief. Why do I want to see Brian Cage and all of the mogul embassy guys in the back sitting there with Prince Nana? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. These guys are just randomly here on Wednesday night. They're not going to be wrestling until collision on Saturday night. So what's going on here? Like, at least try the to catering, Rob, the catering. I know. TNA, like you'd see four weeks of TNA and it's the same guy in the front row. And you're like. Uh, he's fine and i must i'm stupid i'm going wow this guy must be going to all the shows <laughs> he's been showing up for a month straight <laughs> they don't leave las vegas wow sam's town is really cool 
Okay. But AEW has more money. They could do a slightly better job, uh, especially if they know they're going to be cutting stuff up. I don't want to see these guys in their ring attire if they're cutting a promo. If they're here to back up, you know, you know, Swerve Strickland, fine. But it has to make sense. I, I'm a I'm a sci-fi guy originally, and we, you know, Star Wars Admiral and and, and, and you know, and the Super Star Destroyer is a commander, and in the in the you know, Return of the Jedi, they get they demoted him. And I'm watching. They go, why did they do that? Why did they? Why did they do? So don't do stupid stuff that's easily avoidable. But keep the storyline going. Keep the storyline going. And if you're going to keep pushing names out there, don't have them lose nonstop. Okay, what the fuck is the point of having Mark Briscoe get swept? Why? Why am no, I? Why am I? He won why, one. Yeah. He's oh yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Jay Lethal got swept. Why do I want to see guys who are over with fans easily? And are they wrestling at their height? Maybe not. But then if they're Ring of Honor guys and they're not wrestling at their peak, don't put them on Dynamite. Put them on Ring of Honor. Make Ring of Honor bigger with the with the name value that they bring and do not waste them on your flagship show if they're not going to wrestle at peak performance and give me banger matches because they didn't give banger matches. That match with, with Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal, they were both wrestling at half for, at 50%. Well, they were wouldn't, both. Wouldn't you? Oh, oh cool. but that's my point. It's like, why are we even fucking wrestling at this point? One right. of us is going to have a zero wins. One of us is going to have one win. We've already fucking jobbed out to everyone else in this fucking tournament. Right. And, you and that's my point. And the thing that? is, now, if you knew you were going to do that, because this is all booking, right? They always say, well, in the story, it's all booking. This is all a matter. Okay. If you knew you were going to do that, <clears throat> shorten it up. They could have shortened out this whole Continental Classic shaved about a couple of weeks worth of bullshit matches we didn't need, send him over to Ring of Honor with Colt Cabana, where Colt Cabana knows where his bread is buttered. He's just being a freaking goofball over there. He's being a comic relief wrestler. He's back to what he's doing. He's not doing this, and he's maybe he's a heel, and maybe he's not, and maybe... You know what? This entire time, we never even knew if he was actually in, uh, in Dark Order. He never was actually in Dark Order. He kept showing up with them but they never actually inducted him in if you remember that's my point there's all this vagary in aew wwe goes this guy is in the judgment day and he's we're gonna conduct judgment day business judgment day judgment day, judgment day. Wait, wait wait is drew mcintyre in judgment day <laughs> thank His you buddy judgment day. all right John, over Got to him. you, man. What uh, what do you think uh, needs to be addressed problem-wise in AEW? I mean, I'm going to uh, tip my hat to Steve on what he said about the women's division. Uh, prime example of that. I took my daughters to see Collision. It was their first time ever seeing AEW, and the first thing that they both said, I'm sorry. Why was, why was there only one women's match? They didn't get that either. They loved Tony Storm. They didn't get that. So, hands down, yes. So, I'm going to list this off. First off, and all things related to Tony Khan, hire a booker. Tony Khan is a matchmaker. He does not know how to book. He does not know how to do long-term storytelling. Case in point from this previous week's uh, Dynamite, Roderick Strong versus Commander. What was that? What was the purpose of that? I mean, is mm -hmm. a randomly thrown together match, much like our you know eight-man, twelve-man tag teams on Rampage. Like I'm done with it. Um, also, speaking of Tony Khan, somebody please take away his phone. Um, I know a guy in Vegas. He's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. He would be great at running your social media. Uh, give him a call. 
uh, we know you listen to the show. Next, next with this, uh, he's not wrong. We, uh, thank mm. you. Uh, the inmates cannot run the asylum. This is something that's been said time and time again. Whether you're an EVP, whether you're an active wrestler or active referee on the disciplinary council, it is a conflict of interest. You cannot tell me you're doing things with integrity and true accountability with having that happen. Can't be done. You need a, a separation of duties. Uh, as we've said before, refereeing, you got to do better. Uh, also, tighten up the screws and the production errors. You know, yes, it's a newer company, but also this May will be five years since the inaugural Double or Nothing. We need to st- start getting away from that excuse that it's a new company and we need to just start looking forward. Um, steady commentating. I personally don't like this switching in and out of the commentators. Like, yes. oh, we have we have Jim Ross for the main Agreed event. Completely. We have Tony Schiavone for the first half. Like, have one core team and stick to it because it gets confusing. Oh, um, can, can I say, can we just cut Jim Ross at this point? Give by God, a, barbecue sauce. Yes, yesterday was decent. Athleticism. Yesterday was decent. It wasn't great, Jim Ross. It was decent. And his worst is just, I mean, his best is not good anymore. No, yeah. fully agreed. And he's the voice of a lot of our youths. It's sad to say, but yeah. But that really... guy is not there. The Hell no, in the Cell no. 98 guy is not what we got now. There's no. only one voice of our youth, and that is Gorilla Monsoon. And Bobby the Brain and Heat. Bobby the Brain Heat. There you go. Um, going back to my Tony Khan complaints, no more special announcements. Just put it on social media. You know, I, I'm done with it. It's 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 clickbait for viewership. I, I'm over it. Uh, next streaming deal. Make it happen. Quit talking about it. Make it happen. You know, especially for a platform for you know the pay per views. We want to get away from Bleacher Report. Like I said, I know for Steve, Saturday pay per views doesn't work for him. Let's have something we could just all go to. Okay, and then. Uh, oversaturation of talent with not enough TV time. Like I said, we talk about ROH rampage is a joke. We should put maybe make Friday night, the ROH night, but we need to maybe start, start looking into talent cuts, quit trying to hire everybody. I respect giving people employment and getting them paid, but what are you doing with them? Why is Keith Lee either in uh, catering or on the zero? He's on the zero hour of Wrestle Dream wrestling a intergender match with Athena and Billy Starks as the tag partners. He deserves better than that. Well, at least he uh, at least he got enough of a pay bump to get his die back, so he doesn't have the. That's true. Deal. So <laughs> that is true. Thank God. <laughs> All right. So uh, count number two. What wrestlers do we need more of and less of? Rob, who do we need more of and who do we need less of? Right now, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to go Goldbrand, Lexi's King. I like him. I like that he's getting polished. He's getting a cult. AW 2024. I'm sorry. My apologies. My apologies. Although I do I like mean, if, if Pillman comes back to AEW in 2024, we know something went horribly wrong. And maybe he <laughs> was a registered Lexi offender there. Uh, um, AEW, uh, in AEW, we need uh, a lot more of. Um, I do like Roderick Strong. 
I, I do like Roderick Strong, but he needs somebody to work with. And right now he's mm-hmm. rudderless. Uh, he, he, he's got the right obnoxious attitude. He's yes. got amazing in-ring moves. Uh, screaming in people's faces and cutting off, you know, people during an interview. He's, he's, you know what he is? He's literally like MJF with a little bit more coffee a year and a half earlier, you know? When MJ, the lid one. I mean, he's, he's, he's not bad. He's, he's growing into something, but they don't have anyone for him to really spar with. So it looks like he's right. trying to do something, but he has nobody to bounce off of. And even Adam Cole wasn't a good foil for him because Adam Cole was just doing it really deadpan dry. He wasn't really getting angry. And you need that, you need almost like a, like a, and again, going over to WWE, like a Michael Cole type, somebody, or, or maybe Shivani could do it, somebody who's easily annoyed, whether it be a wrestler or so, you need somebody. Because that's what Britt Baker was doing with Shivani. And then she became famous just by pissing off Shivani. And then they became, you need something like that. Um, less of it's it's really hard to say i mean you got these side guys there and you mentioned keith lee i i, I just you know what i don't like i don't like the satinum sings i don't like the mm. this i don't like uh that whole crew they don't right. add anything why do i care about karen jarrett why do i care oh. about jeff jarrett and by the way jeff jarrett looks good for his age and he wrestles good for his age but what is he adding nothing bingo what is he adding with Le- with Jay Lethal? Could I get some fucking you know just for men goatee dye and make him look you know slightly younger and have ask, him get- ask Keith Lee right? Yeah, no shit. Well, yeah, I mean Keith Lee looks like a fucking Obama. His hair is like a fucking Rorschach. It just it just changes colors and it- it's a chia oh. pet. Right. When Keith Lee's another one, I feel bad for Keith Lee because he never outgrew NXT. Keith Lee is the guy mm. who peaked in high school. And he was in his lane, and it was unfortunate. It did not carry over. Didn't carry over to the uh, WWE main roster, and it didn't make it to AEW. Um, I I would see him flourish in TNA. It's I, or sad to say, mm-hmm. he would. He needs to be in a smaller venue where he can hold court. He's not. He just doesn't work because he's too dry. And and being dry works in certain venues. He needs to be in smaller venues. Uh, AEW's got problems, but it's too big for him. Uh, I also need to get rid of all these ROH uh, guys coming over. I, you know, Brian Cage is another one. Brian Cage is actually not that tall. He's he's not that big. He's he's got he's small, but he's got no mic skills. He's been beaten too many times, uh, and it's unfortunate. You can't go back with him. The only thing he had going for him is that he could win matches, but he doesn't. He's 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 a punching bag. He loses too easily. He's the mo- he's EC3. When EC3 got to WWE, they jobbed his ass out way too fast, you know. Oh, and that's where Brian Cage is. You jump, just he, jump him off. You know what you he, do? He's the Lance. He's the Lance Archer of AEW. Right. But you don't fire these guys. And I, I'm going to say what I, what I what I mean by that. I got a guy at my job who complains every day about the quality of work, but he won't quit. And finally, he gave up and he's quitting. You want to do is you just want to give these guys no time until they just want to leave on their own. And it's not hard to do that. You do what they did with ECD, EC3, and you give them nothing but vignettes to do where you're sitting in the back with like a party favor, you know, or doing food fights until the guy goes, oh, fuck this. I just want out. Please get me out of my contract. Just like MJF said, Tony Khan, get me the fuck out of my contract. Do it. Just get all these guys, make their lives miserable, and get rid of them. Well, uh, John, 
What? Uh, well, who do you who do you need to see more of or less of? Okay, more of. Even though I was pissed about dropping the ROH TV title and how that went about, more Samoa Joe. You need a veteran who has all the experience, who's been there, done that in the ring, that could help elevate all the talent. Samoa Joe is your guy. You know he di- didn't get that luxury in the WWE. Uh, I want to see more of him. So I love Joe. I've always been a big fan of Joe, going back to the TNA days. So please, uh, more of, and we're talking two. XWWE superstars who are doing the best singles work of their entire career. Swerve Strickland, if he does not have a major title around his waist by the end of 2024, something is terribly wrong. And then also Christian Cage, the Absolutely. ultimate he, the ultimate heel. Everything he does is great. You know, I even shouted for him at Wrestle Dream. I mean, I don't have a dad. Hey, Adopt me. Turtleneck. No. Who does that? Exactly. It's so precious. <laughs> Everything he does, like even it works his, though, even with his daughter, I loved it when he said to his daughter, "Who did you beat? You're not holding this title. It's it's classic. I want more of that every week." Um, and also, we touched on this. I want to see more of big men, but big men being used properly. Will Hobbs, Keith Lee, Brian Cage, Big Bill. Don't you know? I know it's wrestling, and we have to suspend disbelief. But don't tell me that Big Bill is going to get dropped by. Orange Cassidy you know, on one little kick. Like, yeah. let's, yeah. you know, increase the reality of it a little bit more, please. So, you know, that goes with TK's knowing how to do a better job of booking the big men. Um, things I want to see less of going to 2024, less bleeding from Moxley. That serves no purpose. <laughs> Two minutes into a match. Good luck. I, I know good luck. Is- from a white win, folks. Exactly. Like, I'm all for color if it serves a purpose. Um, also, it, hey, you see it all the time. John, John, just hope he goes through menopause. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just don't want to Those see less of him blading matches. in the ring. Can we fucking work on the camera direction there? That I that have to see this to guy production. fucking blading or cutting open and he's trying to swat the blood out of his head. I, I saw this one. He went, yep. It's not working. Damn it. Get the okay. steel wool. Less of. I also want to see Less hot potato, hot potatoing of the women's title. It went from you know Tony Storm to Sheeta, which I was pissed that Tony Storm did not get the initial run that she deserved. Going to Soraya, which we all knew was going to happen to All In, then for Soraya a month later to give it back to Sheeta, to then give it back to Tony Storm. I'm done with the hot potato of it. Put on one person and stay. That title has been passed around more than Trish Stratus during the Attitude Era. Who or or Sonny <laughs> previously? You know shit. Should hey, be passed around. Found the driver for that crew, Sonny. <laughs> yeah, oh, there it is. Um, less of. I want to see less good talent being constantly jobbed out. You know, I was excited for Ruby Soho to come in and get a fresh start. It's embarrassing now. I'd rather her yep. either stay in catering or go back and restart. You know, the Riot Squad in WWE. Like that's prime example right there. And less continuous signing of ex-WWE talent. This goes back to when the press conference for AEW first came about. They said, we are not about having all ex-WWE guys. Now what is it? It's full of ex-WWE talent where we've joked around that there's an AEW pay-per-view, but it feels kind of like WrestleMania 30 at times. So I'm over that. Stick with your talent that 
you started from the beginning, grow them so you can grow the next generation of superstars. Next right. week, Brock Lesnar, just because you said that. Yeah. Steve. Probably. He'll be going against so, Gunther at WrestleMania. So, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just echo John's last point that he just made there. Um when when AEW started, uh, it was exciting because you know you had your seasoned vets sprinkled on the show mm-hmm. uh, to give some familiarity to casual fans, give some name recognition. In the last couple of years, the roster has just gotten completely out of control, and that's largely due to signing of big name veterans from WWE. Um, a lot of times, these veterans were casualties of budget cuts. Mm-hmm. You know. Some of those guys, like the the guys in the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, Swerve Strickland, Christian Cage, uh, those last two are in, as John said, the best singles runs of their careers. I completely fucking agree with that. Um, They've slotted in extremely well. Others like Andrade, Miro, Johnny TV, uh, even Keith Lee, like what we mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. even Adam fucking Copeland. Um, It pains me to say this one, too. It really fucking sucks. Adam Cole. Yeah. The entire time that he's been there, he's been injured. And that's terrible luck for him, and it's a terrible set of circumstances. But the fact is, he's been somebody that they should have been able to champion. And he's he's almost an afterthought at this point. You know, it's... uh, Ty Valkyrie. Absolutely. You know, this show is this show is obviously being recorded before World's End. If Cole is the devil, then take him out of this list. But, you know, at this point, I think that we're all under the sad agreement that it's going to be Jack Perry that's the devil. Whatever. You know, bottom line. I still don't believe he's injured. I, yeah. Uh, bottom Adam line, I, I, I. Yeah. I think yeah, we need. I think we need fresh faces and homegrown talents to fill the roster, not just ex-WWE cast-offs. There we go. All right, count number three. What does the future look like for Tony Khan, John? Okay, I'm going to say this. If he does not make necessary changes, matchmaking, you know, as opposed to booking, or no, booking instead of matchmaking, sorry, uh, storylines that continue on for long-term that makes sense, not like how we're kind of going with the devil storyline. I'm getting reminiscent of the reveal for the Black Scorpion in WCW 1990 when it was Ric Flair, obviously, from the entrance ramp. Wait, and wait, wait. Did you just say that the devil is going to be Ric Flair? I did not say that. I said similar to the Black Scorpion storyline. Oh, God. Uh, no. If, the, if he doesn't make these necessary changes you know, and pivot in the right direction, I fear that Tony Khan will have a Eric Bischoff WCW send-off, where even though it's his pocketbook, you know, there could be people coming in that, you know, get him off TV, get him away from the product. You know, they'll want his bank account, but that is it. So I have that fear for him. Exactly, Rob. (laughs) Um, And then once again, you know, the future for TK, it's been Four and a half years since the inaugural Double or Nothing in May of you know 2019, it's time it was time to step it up. Like I said, we you know can't keep making the same mistakes. We can't be childish baby man on Twitter. You know, be the be the CEO and you know be the next Vince McMahon. Excuse me, Go attacking Disco Inferno is important to the vitality of the company. 
Okay? That guy's an asshole, and I need to stop everything I'm doing to have a Twitter war with fucking WCW Disco Inferno. Listen, listen, listen. Disco said something that wasn't nice. Tony, Tony don't want to hear that. Tony just wants to hear that he's Excuse me, Tony. fucking great. You have a great program. You just need to make a few changes. You're a fucking asshole and you're a rapist. Like, what? Holy shit. Oh, wow. Like, All right, Rob. Well, uh, let's, let's go there. Uh, what do you think the future looks like for Tony? The Cow? future doesn't look any different. And this is what I think is going to happen. He's going to hold on to mediocre numbers. He's going to go. He's going to roller coaster on numbers. He'll have a few, you know, surprises here and there that will bring his numbers to crest towards that million mark and uh, i don't think he's going to learn much because i think he has the recipe to have a mediocre product and and if we think about it that's what at least my understanding of it was before i met any of you and i was with some of my other wrestling fans and we're watching this and their idea was okay it's a wednesday night show it's going to try to knock nxt out and then hold a spot, and that's all it's going to do. They're not looking to do twenty, you know, twenty thousand seat arenas. They're, they'll be happy with ten thousand, and if they get a million, that's great. And their demos will hold, and they'll showcase new wrestlers, and they'll be a mid card uh, promotion. Okay, and then he got full of himself, and we can make all the drug jokes, but the guy got full of himself and stretched out too thin. He made too many goddamn shows. And too many back shows. I don't give a shit about watching the elite on YouTube. Look, the guys on Busted Open watch 15 hours a week of wrestling. Mark Henry said that. I got a day job, buddy. I'm not watching 15 hours a fucking week of wrestling. I like oh, TNA. I like some of the matches in New Japan. Okay? I, I, I don't have the energy to watch fucking 20 hours of wrestling and then I want to watch the wrestling review. So I'm going to watch busted open. And there's a, there's mm. a lot of other programs where everyone analyzes wrestling to death. And every time somebody gets a hangnail like Lana, I'm like, Oh my God, she got a staph infection. You're like, okay, but this guy's not going to learn from his lessons. And he, all he has to do is keep uh, dynamite around 700,000, 800,000 every week. If the other two shows tank, it really doesn't matter. He's got disposable income in my assessment. I don't think there's going to be much change for him. And I brought this up a long time ago and you guys said, Hey, well, what about his dad? Uh, how much do you know, you know, how much would failing really affect him? Okay. Shahid Khan, how much would failing with that? Would the Khan who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars give a shit? If AEW tanks, does it matter? Is there a family legacy on the line? Is there something for him to go, wow, I need to be cattle prodded here because I'm about to lose it all? Would he care? I mean, I'm surprised TNA's still around after all these years. They've changed hands many times. Mm -hmm. Anthem owns them, and then it's going back. It's going to Endeavor. They have a chance to be elevated. Oh, when they were on the no, first... no, no. It's not going to Endeavor. Endeavor's got the streaming it's, rights. I understand. It's the streaming deal. Right, I understand. But that is still a bigger partnership. And my thing is, when they were on the Pursuit Network, some of us stayed in with them and said, I'm going to keep watching, even though you're on Public Access 99, Arizona, you know, and we and we stayed in there. Uh, this is too big to allow that to happen, but I think he's going to be happy with being mid-card, and he's a chihuahua attacking a Great Dane, you know? There was a great line. Uh, Billy Gunn was in the ring with all the other guys with DX, and he goes, hey, man, Vince can't fire me now. 
And Triple H turns around and goes, he will buy that little piss ant promotion just so he could fire you a second time. And that's the reality of it is Vince McMahon, whether you love him or hate him, has wrestling dialed in. He always has found a way to keep his program dialed in. Oh, there's not a competitor? Fine. I'll say that Raw and SmackDown are two different brands. You know What? That's stupid. But people believed it. Oh, uh, NXT is just a back alley. No, 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 no. Well, we're going to elevate it. He knows how to stay relevant. Tony Khan's not going to learn a goddamn thing. It's going to be business as usual by the end of the year. All right, Steve. Finally, what does the... Uh, You know, sadly, I don't think that uh, he's going to stop this this course of action that he's on right now. Um, As was as was just mentioned. Yeah, it's it's just it's just gonna keep on going. That train's gonna keep going off the cliff um, until it's too late. Um, ideally, how could he change things? Well, obviously, he needs to stop making these stupid fucking special announcements. They they have diminishing returns and have for quite some time. Um, he needs to stop making himself part of the show. That was something that he said that he didn't want to do. That was Cody um, Rhodes' job. Right. It, it, the, the, the thing is, you know, for him to do something as frequently as he does, he's on every media scrum. Come on, man. Just he's he's definitely fighting for something that he loves. I give I'll give him that. But, you know, it is definitely something worth fighting for. Going back to his words from the ROH final battle media scrum. Um, I, I really wish that he would learn how to delegate. Uh, he, he definitely needs to figure out how to disperse his different duties from booking to matchmaking to doing all the stuff that he does and not be so honed in on literally he has become Vince McMahon. Mm. You know, we, we've, we've said it on the show. He has become the thing that he hates the most and it's astounding being, one of the biggest proponents of that company to just see what has happened. And, you know, I'm sure that it's been longer than a year, but 2023 has definitely been an eye opener for a lot of people. And I'm one of those people. Uh, it, it, this is a destructive path that he's on. And the only way that he's going to change is to have full wholesale overhaul type changes. So, Here's my thought, uh, and and it's it's very simple. Uh, Tony Khan doesn't hate Vince McMahon. Mm. Tony Khan wants to be Vince McMahon. Mm. All right, and 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 that's going. He did it back with that to... promo with MJF and and uh, and Adam Cole, where they were talking outside his office, and he came out in the black and white suit and started yelling at yeah. them. I'm like, it was cringy because you're not yeah, that guy. Absolutely, you're and you're not that guy. Yeah. You're completely out of your element. It looked ridiculous, and and that's and that's the the issue here. Um, the the problem is, uh, you know, falling upon the ego versus the reality. And quite honestly, um, being an only child, uh, I know that the hardest thing for someone like him to do is to allow anyone else to play with his toys. And that's why you're never going to see delegation because it's his toys. 
this is all he wanted is something to play with. And here's the problem that you all kind of were getting at, but really didn't hit the nail on the head. And that was this. When All In took place, the reason it was successful to any degree is because it was hip. It was cool. It was something out of the ordinary. Why did the Young Bucks and Bullet Club start getting all this attention? Because they were able to get their shit into Hot Topic. People were walking around with those fucking shirts on. And I go back years hearing this story that Tony Khan had no fucking idea what Bullet Club was, but he kept seeing these shirts. And then that's what led him to finding out about all in and what was going. So what on. you're saying is he's the Elon Musk of wrestling. He he's the Elon Musk of wrestling with um, no social skills at all. Yeah, he's 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 like Howard Hughes. If you put Howard Hughes together with uh, you know uh, you know that 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 germaphobic that like keep me away from everything, but I also want to be at the center of attention. You know. It's just it's he's a he's a walking contradiction. But my my thing was how good was AEW when we thought it was really and we and we know is a touch Mm -hmm. kayfabe when it was Cody Rhodes running the show, and the idea was we've got Daddy Khan over there signing the checks and he's got a dad behind him signing the checks, but Cody's the one who comes in the suit. He looks dashing. He's Mm -hmm. the super baby face. He's the leader, and then. It's because that's what this was supposed to be. This was supposed to be those guys. That's why they're fucking called EVPs is because those guys were supposed to be, quote unquote, running the show. But the problem is, is that when you get someone who has all the authority, period, I mean, it's the guy's checkbook. It's no one else's. So he now has all control of the toys. And that's where they fucked up. They wanted someone to put them on a national platform. The problem is, is that they all thought that they could control this guy. And mm. they forgot that this guy is a fucking billionaire. You know you what it reminds me of? Billions. You know what the difference is between, or you know what an electric vehicle and an EV has in common? Low mileage. They they all they're all injured, by the way. Every member of the elite is injured or quit. The elite was, as I understood it, maybe you, you guys back me up if I'm if I'm reading this wrong. I looked at I looked at Cody and Kenny Omega as the two big guys, then below mm-hmm. that, Young Bucks and Adam Page. Yep. Kenny Omega mm-hmm. is fucking injured. He's been saying he's been wrestling injured. He's been talking about, you know, he's 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 worn out. He had that big promo against MJF where he said, man, I can't keep doing this. I'm going to, you know, he foreshadowed what we have now. The Young Bucks walked off in disgrace. Uh, I mean, Matt Jackson was wearing a, a tank top because he had a belly going. He had like a beer belly going. That's when they wear the tank top. It's like, oh, I got the beer belly. I'm not looking good enough to be seen topless. And I'm not making a joke. That's when they do that. That's why freaking, you know, um, uh, not the ring general, but the other ring general, uh, Christian, uh, not Christian. um, uh, You mentioned him earlier um, from Ring of Honor. 
What? Who? Uh, he used to team with Kazarian. Oh, Daniels? Yeah, yeah. Christopher Christopher oh. Daniels. Christopher Daniels has got the onesie now because he's got the beer belly. He's and he's and he's earned it. He's over 50. He doesn't have that same metabolism. But these guys, but these guys more specifically who are the elite are really in their in their like latter part of their career. They're not retirement level, but they're in that part of their career where all their injuries have caught up for them. Yeah. Cody is gone and he was the face of the whole company. There's no face of the company. You can't have the guy signing the checks be the face of it. Vince McMahon knew how to do it well, and he and but they also knew how to trickle it out. See, but but again, the the problem is is that Vince McMahon, even though he was in control of the product, all right, he wasn't putting his hand all over the merchandising and all over HR mm -hmm. and all over, you know, you had talent relations, running talent relations, and that was that. If it got escalated to where it got to Vince, Vince would simply say, get the fuck out of here. Tony won't do that. Well, there's That's something also you got to consider. Tony Khan's dad wasn't a wrestling guy. Vince's dad mm -hmm. was a wrestling promoter. He had but, something to work off of. But Vince, but, but Vince you got you to remember one thing. Vince wasn't even a wrestling promoter. He was a rock promoter. That was the thing. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is the guy got it. The reason you got rock and wrestling is because the guy was a fucking rock promoter who just happened to then take over dad's company because he saw a future. He had a fucking vision. Tony Khan told us there was a vision when they started this, but the vision was actually that of Cody, the Bucks, Omega and Paige, right? All this douchebag did was come in and say, yeah, yeah, take my money, but I want to be your friends. You know, I want you guys to be my friends, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, what happened is you had Cody, and then you had the split with the Bucks and Omega and Paige. And you had those two playing each other against Tony because everyone wanted power. But then you had Jericho. He's got to have power. Then you got Moxley. He's got to have power. Then this motherfucker is stupid enough to bring in Punk. And that's the whole problem. The problem is, is that instead of finding an identity, they decided that it was more important for us to get ourselves over and get over on him and his whole thing is getting himself over as the greatest fucking person in the history of wrestling. And this shit started back early on when Cody stopped doing the fucking interviews for the media scrums and all that kind of shit. He was taking that shit over. And the problem that happened right away is that when anyone questioned anything and made it where he thought it was negative against the company, that motherfucker shut it down. Period. He's a, a Kim Jong Khan. <laughs> well, it's how you've described communism. You described a communistic government. Yeah. You know, oh. one guy right at the everything goes to him. Everyone's got equal say. Um, everyone fights amongst themselves. There's no progression. Yeah. You, yeah. You, I mean, he, you're describing it. He's more of a Kim Jong Un. I think one thing to touch on something that Steve said earlier, 
about how Tony originally did not want to be on TV and making comparisons with Vince. For the longest time, we knew that Vince was a commentator. And then it wasn't until the screw job, wait a minute, the commentator is the owner of the company. And that kind of organically became the Mr. McMahon character, which Bruce Pritchard has gone on record for saying for the longest time he wanted to get off TV sooner. But for ratings, you kind of needed it with the Austin storyline. In my opinion, with Tony Khan, when they did the whole war with TNA or with Impact, and he was on Impact Weekly with Shivani in those cringe segments with Shivani, I feel that's what catapulted uh, TK into being this. I could be like the face of the company, the owner that's on TV, and live shows. I'm coming out three, four, five times talking with the crowd. It's like, but but go, the, go and, away with that. And John, you're you're right. The problem is that no one around him told him, Tony, when you go on TV, you look like you are a fucking freak. You need to change. You need to do this. You need to. No one will tell him. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't and he doesn't want to hear it because that's what these guys are used to. These guys, this guy, you know, he. Yeah, would you, let me ask you a question. Do you think it's because the guys in the locker room are pussies? Do you think they're pussies in the sense no, that they're no, no, like, no. hey, wait a minute, I'm getting, no, no, I'm no, getting. No, 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 no. The the guys in the locker they just room milking? are, they're fucking smart. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. You got to remember, the boys are the smartest guys here. Oh. Right? I, you know, the, the guys are, listen, I if, if you're a guy and... Uh, and you go, I love wrestling. I'm, I'm really, I, it's one of my favorite things in the world to do. But if you're going to continuously pay me this ridiculous salary to just sit back here and catering, what the fuck else am I going to do? Because it's setting up my family for the rest of their lives. And it's only the guys who are the super, you know, the, the Jerichos, the Moxleys, the guys who are super made, Daniel Bryan, uh, these guys are the guys who they can play off of, you know, they, they want to keep their fame, right? The other guys who don't have fame, who, who are not getting elevated higher, collect the fucking paycheck. And eventually at some point when you do get the opportunity to walk away, because maybe he doesn't want to, but how good is that check? It's fucking great, dude. That I don't know. It is. It's it's, and, it's millions of dollars, man. It's 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 more money than what people would make in WWE under the and, previous and, well, regime, and, and especially mm, for honestly. the big names. Even you say right. even just be a jobber and show up but, and or so, yeah. so the the problem the problem is is that for those guys on that level, you got to remember one thing: they have no other option. It's the independence, right? So on the independence. You make more now because you're associated with that company. Your price goes up and he allows people to work the independence. So theoretically, if you're making a couple hundred thousand dollars in the year, you also then are making on top of that whatever dates you're doing on the independence. So essentially, you what he's done is instead of elevating those independent independent wrestlers like he promised 
into spots where these guys are millionaires because they became an established brand that are, you know, very crucial to maintaining the company. He basically cut them out and brought in the guys who already had names. Why? Because the advertising fucking dollars demand that. He did not fucking realize TV and what you have to do to get these ridiculous contracts. And the reason that you'll never see Rampage or Collision go away, even if the ratings aren't fucking great, is because those viewerships are better than what they get for Big Bang fucking reruns. You know, that's the Which whole is why I'm saying I don't think he's going to learn anything. No, he's not. But you know what is going to humble him? The fact that the guy he fucking let go is the reason that Warner Brothers is now talking to WWE seriously about bringing fucking Raw to the WBD networks in the new, you know, in the new year. And if that happens, then he's going to get a reality check of where do you go now? And that's that's the problem. And you don't want to see that happen. You don't want to see, again, this is what happened to TNA. TNA was a very well, uh, you know, they they went from those fucking weekly pay-per-views, that's how you watched it, to getting a deal, right? And they got on TV and they were on the Nashville network. And, you know, it was a perfect suited thing. Then someone got in Dixie's ear. And Dixie started signing Sting and fucking Angle and Hogan. And then eventually Bischoff yeah. and Hogan. And what ruined the company was Bischoff and Hogan. Because now you had the egos fucking running the fucking company. The day they got rid of the six-sided ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, he it, walked in. He, he, he was proud of it, too. Yeah. Because I got rid of the six-sided ring. I'm like, what? what? They Why lost did you do the, that? They lost their identity. And that's the thing that Tony hasn't fucking realized is that you told people what your identity was going to be. And then you never went through fully with it. And you could have his whole thing about the the forbidden door stuff. Why even have a forbidden door? That should have been your fucking, you know, work things out. And you should have been a company that had a basic revolving door. Yeah. So that you could have storylines going on in New Japan with your guys and New Japan here and TNA there and TNA here. And that's, you know, fucking bring in MLW, bring in AAA. Conan doesn't want to fucking necessarily work with the guy. But, but the thing is, they do that anyway. But then they, may, but then they'll have this thing where they go, "Oh, I'm going to sign this guy." But it it has it holds no water. There's no impact to having a guy signed to your company if he's already been wrestling there once well, or twice. But, but the but the problem is, is you didn't you didn't fully go full in with that idea of all the companies working together in that that manner, right? Because then you make storylines and shit happen. And now you want to check out New Japan because yeah. of something that happened in AEW that went over there. 
It's like what Marvel they, Comics did in the 90s. They You'd read one comic, and then it would cross over to X-Force, and it would cross mm-hmm. over to X-Men, and then it would cross over New Mutants or whatever. And you're like, oh, wow, i got to read all of these to understand what's going on. And I'd like to see that. I, I would, I loved it to, uh, when it was uh, the Good Brothers were showing up everywhere. And I was like, all right, I, I'm invested now. Now I have to watch Impact. And that was when Tony Khan was entertaining. When he showed up on Impact Wrestling with the with the uh, heart and sunglasses, and he was acting like a jackass for like like five minute little promo with Shivani in the background, yeah. that was funny. And to that end, he was good. He was doing a smug Vince McMahon esque kid version. I didn't mind that. In small 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 doses, he was good. At that that should be the ceiling. Like he should not be able to do more than that. And then have Cody Ro- a Cody Rhodes type. I don't know who who could be the Cody Rhodes type if there even is one. Oh wait, hold on. That's a, that's an official counter. That's two tonight from uh, Michaels. Yeah, that's, yeah. Two, that's two counter. It's two, and that also means that uh, it's the uh, wrestling god saying, uh, "Shut the fuck up and move move on." So for, for everyone yeah. here, thank you for tuning in again, uh, and. Uh, uh, you guys are going to catch a uh, a New Year's special coming up here and uh, a review of the WWE for 2024. So tune in for that uh, this coming week. And until then, happy wrestling, everybody.